you're you're good. You're fine yeah. all the time. You're uh, safe. You're loved. Tap back into that uh-huh. gratitude of like you're provided for. Yeah. Like always. Mm-hmm. Oh, everything's always working for you. Mm-hmm. Even if like you do go come and I've told myself that. Like, but what if I go so broke and I'm homeless on the streets? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Then you go broke and you're homeless on the streets. Like, you'll figure it out. Yeah. So like <laughs> something's gonna happen. It's, it's yeah. not you're not, you know, and then it comes, it really comes down to like what's your biggest fear. Hello and welcome to the Happy Hearts Project podcast. My name is Cassie. I am a trained psychotherapist and social worker turned life and relationship coach. And it is my purpose to help others create a life and relationship that they are excited to come home to. I'm so glad you're here for episode 12 with my dear friend Yesenia. Yesenia is, well, she's going to tell you in her own words, but she is an energy worker, conscious um, coach. I invited her onto the podcast because I love her insight on things. I love hearing about her experience of kind of just being an autopilot and living the life that the world told her would make her happy, only to discover that there was so much more beyond making the money having the boyfriend, living the lifestyle. And so she really turned her life completely around and found her purpose in guiding others to their own sense of self-love and tapping into the magic inside of them. So we're going to talk about that today on the episode. And I want to make sure that you guys are subscribed to the podcast. Please make sure that you do so this so that you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review if you like um, what you hear. I also want to invite you to stay until the end of the episode. I'm going to put a little bit of some bonus material about how the beginning of um, my spiritual journey really came about beyond like the the religious background that I have, um, the beginning of my spiritual journey really came about when I was getting into my current relationship and kind of figuring out how do I trust myself to make a decision. And I'm going to talk about some synchronicities and signs that um, I got around the time that my fiance and I were getting engaged. Um, which is a fun place to start. If you're starting to delve into like, how can I tap into the source within myself, the power within myself to make good decisions, to trust myself, um, to build really a relationship with yourself. So often we're focused on what's happening with our relationships around ourselves, our relationships with our family members, our relationships with our work, our relationships with our friends and neighbors and all of that. But we forget, unless you've been doing the work, you probably forget about your relationship with yourself. And really to me, like that's what spirituality is. And that's what I help my clients do on a regular basis is how do they tap into their inner knowing? How do they take care of themselves in a way that empowers them and that creates the results that they want in their lives? And if you want more of that, if you've been consuming all of my free content, I've got this podcast, I have 
a free 16 page workbook that you can get if you subscribe to my email list through either my website or through my link tree and my Instagram. Maybe you follow me on Instagram and you get a lot of free content there. I never hold back when I'm giving away free content because I think it's my duty to just like share all of this knowledge but I do sell my mentorship. I sell my coaching. I sell my individualized support. And that's where people really hit the fast track to creating the life and relationships that they want for themselves. So if you want more of that, set up a free consultation with me to learn more about my monthly coaching subscription. And I can't wait to see you there. Enjoy this episode. This is my friend Yesenia and we're here to talk about self-love and magic. <laughs> Do you want to pull like an oracle card? Yeah. Would that be fun? Always, girl, always. <laughs> Interesting. The wastelands. <laughs> Sustainability. <laughs> Slow down. Okay. Tend to your garden. Okay. It's a beautiful card though. She looks like a ballerina, right? But I think it's supposed to be like rose petals around her waist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Slow down, tend to your garden. That's actually because I was with the kiddos this morning, and I went home before I came here and did a couple of things, and then I was like, "Just slow down, be with yourself before you go." Like, you know, my my. I guess you would say um, tendency, especially like if I'm nervous about something, it's just like, okay, a million different things. Like, what can I do? Like mm-hmm. to not have to think about it. And I was like, oh, sit down in your little meditation area and just be with it and like be with it. And that's when I, all those things were coming through. Like, okay, so why is it that this is scary for you? And all that stuff was coming through and I'm like, okay. So it's beautiful that that card came up because it's like, yeah, I had to, because otherwise I was just going to keep doing, 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 and then probably show up and then it was going to hit me and I would have been like frozen. Yeah. I'm like, panic. oh God, I'm scared. I'm not loved. I'm stupid. I'm all of it. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like, no, I, I feel good. How do you think that ties into our topic of like self-love? Um, the awareness just comes straight back to the awareness of like what my old self would have done. And because of the work that I've done, like I caught myself in that moment of that frantic, like trying to find things to do, like, no, stop, become aware of why you're trying to do all these things, slow down, take a minute for yourself, process, be with, and do the work. And then magic happens like that I got like I was able to tap back into that love and safe space that I can give myself that I don't Mm -hmm. have to find or get from the outside Mm -hmm. like that is something I get to tap into now and so yeah I think that's really also interesting because I've learning been learning more about just like slowing down because mm-hmm. for so long I thought I if the more I did the more in control I thought I was but mm-hmm. I was actually like suffocating mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. the things that I was trying to build. Because mm-hmm. it's not coming from a place of love. It's coming from a place of lack. It is. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's coming from um, just that programming of avoiding avoiding what's really there, what's really trying to show you love, which is you, yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you are love. And when you can slow down and tap into that, instead of like trying to figure out a million different things to do to avoid that for whatever sabotaging reason that might be, you know, it's like, okay, yeah. Slow down, become more present. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think that that card is perfect. I think that that card really is a great reminder of why slowing down and being present and being aware is so important to self-love and the magic that comes from being more aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you discover your need for that? Like just in general over time in your life like your self-love story self-love story um came after a really hard breakup um where I felt like I completely lost myself um I was living in Miami doing the hustle and bustle living what I thought was the life but constantly sick constantly like I had sinus infections, UTIs, like one thing after another, but I, you know, I was living in the condo of my dreams, had the car that I wanted, had the social life that I wanted, had the friends and, um, but the really, the romantic relationship aspect and the money, but the romantic relationship aspect of struggling was probably a second most toxic relationship I'd ever had. Um, and so, I mean, I got to a point where I felt like, am I crazy? Like I was off and on with this person and I finally went to my doctor and said, I need to refer me to a psychologist. I need to see somebody. And the psychologist ended up saying, I think it's the company that you're entertaining. Wow. So that was really like, oh, okay. So, you know, which I just feel blessed looking back now that she didn't just try to put me on some kind of medication. Yeah. Like, cause she could have, she could have been like, oh yeah, you're definitely crazy. Here's some Prozac or some whatever. Like, yeah, I don't know whatever what they, they take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she was just like, I think it's the company you're entertaining. Why don't you know, start looking into like some counseling or something like that. And so, um, I, that's, that was the beginning of my hiring a coach, getting into self-development programs like Landmark, um what is landmark landmark is like a self-development it's um it's it's, it was in fort lauderdale i think there's actually a a place in portland too but it's uh just like a group of people that they offer weekend courses week-long courses month year-long courses but it's all about like finding yourself and owning your power so it's all self-personal development stuff Mm -hmm. and so i did the first weekend course then I just kept going. Like I did the programs for like three years, like one after another until like, I mean, the first weekend it was the biggest one because it's like you walk away with that you're everything and nothing at the same time. And the way that they set it up and 
the way that I experienced it was just so profound. I was like, holy cow. And it's also forcing you to take three days. Like I was not working. I was not seeing friends. I was like, it was like three long days of just going inwards and, you know, attaining this information and knowledge, but yet experiencing it with a group of people that I did not know. So it was out of my comfort zone in so many different ways. So it was pushing me. I was being pushed. Um, so yeah, so that was the beginning of my, my going inward, self-development, self-love journey, all of it was just um, putting myself out there and doing the things that I thought were scary, like this. <laughs> I'm still doing it. <laughs> we're always doing it. What do you think is like the scariest thing you've ever done? Mm, it's funny because I mean, I'm, I'm an adventurous person. So things that most people would think are scary are not scary to me. Like I've jumped out of planes twice. I've, you know, hiked crazy mountains. I've, um, gotten lost in the woods. I've, I do things that most people are, I think are scary that aren't, this is more scary than those mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. This like just having intimate conversation, especially like video and knowing that it's going to be recorded. Like that is more scary than any of those other things. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you think Yesenia and being on stage would be by far the scariest, scariest. being on a stage in front of even 50 people, really the scariest. Like I'd rather die. So when we were at karaoke that night, you were like, I'm never going on that oh, stage. Oh, hell no, I'm not going on that stage. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. And there was what, maybe like 20, 30 people there? Yeah. Not even? Yeah. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah. What do you yeah. think is different between the Yesenia that's here today to talk about those fears versus mm-hmm. Yesenia 10 years ago? Um, the Yesenia 10 years ago would not have even like been aware of the fears actually. Like I had nothing to even say in front of a group of people. Mm. Like I was just living my, you know, superficial, intimate life. Like now that like, I feel like I have wisdom and love to share that needs to be spoken. It's super scary because it's like you're going to take being recorded it's going to take possibly being on a stage but before I wasn't tapped into those things I was just like no I'm just going to my like nine to five type stuff I'm just paying my bills I'm just talking with my girlfriends I you know it's it was just more simple but now there's like this this bigger level that I wasn't aware of 10 years ago or even Mm -hmm. five years ago Mm -hmm. even five years ago it wasn't until I started the self-development stuff actually that was about six years ago that I started all that. So six years ago when I started that, then I started to open myself up to like, okay, there's this part of you that still holds a lot of fear. Like, let's get through these things. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be a journey. It doesn't, it's not all going to happen at once, but let's slowly just start to bring them to the light. Mm-hmm. And so I, someday I will be able to get on a stage. I will be able to talk in front of people and not want to die. <laughs> not feel myself slowly dying so it's like you wouldn't even know you're afraid of that because you never had the urge to even think about no I was like why would I even there's no reason 
for me to be on the stage. Mm-hmm. There's no reason. So I never really even thought about it. Mm-hmm. But then when like the thought of like, oh my God, you should, you know, go talk in front of people. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> Yeah. So how did like you become aware that it was like a self-love issue? Um, well, when I started doing the work and after the breakup, um, it's funny because my girlfriends would make fun of me because my mantra was, I love me because I did not love me. I lost, Mm -hmm. like, I didn't even know who me was. Um, there was, a there was a person that when I would look in the mirror, I was like, who are you? There was a bunch of guilt. There was a bunch of shame. There was a bunch of like, and that was a lot around at that time. That was because of like the heavy drinking that I was doing and the choices that I was making. Um, and so it's like, who are you? Like, what are you doing? And, um, so then I started like, okay, that's it. Like, I'm so far from this. I love me that I'm just going to keep saying it until I actually feel it. Mm. And so, yeah, I started with that and then I just kept doing the work and meaning like, okay, let's go deeper. Like I got, I saw an acupuncturist. That was my first experience with energy work, um, which was trans super transformative. Um, I got, uh, I, I continued with the landmark courses, the self-development, um, and then hired a coach. She was amazing. Let's see, what else did I do? Yeah, those were the main things that were just helping me um, become more aware of the fears that were holding me back, mm-hmm. like the fear of... Um, having people not love me and not feeling safe. Those are the two things that come up most for me personally. Mm -hmm. It's just safety and not being loved. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's also where like the people pleaser in me would come in and completely F everything up. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if I people please, they're going to love me. If I do what they want to do and I say what they want me to say, then they're going to love me. And then, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't pan out. And then the whole safety thing, it's just, um, that's the other side of that. So if I'm not saying what they want me to say, or if I'm not doing what they want me to do, like, is there going to be a safety issue there? Am I safe? Yeah. Am I safe to be alone? Am I safe to do this life thing alone? Um, I, I've always been more of an introvert, but I also have like an extrovert part of me that, um, that really loves being around people. Um, so to think that like of life just alone and not being around people, that would be, that would be scary. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was just my, it was the beginning of my journey of slowing down and starting to reflect on me instead of you know taking on everybody else's stuff yeah yeah it's the internal versus external locus of control of like when we externalize everything Mm -hmm. that's when we get really chaotic and really busy because we're outsourcing right all of that and it is like when you're talking about like well if, if 
I needed to be loved and I needed to be safe. And I'm thinking to myself, like, that's the same thing mm-hmm. for human beings. Like love is safety. Right. But if you don't feel safe with yourself first, you're mm-hmm. not going to feel safe with anybody. Right. 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 I love that. I love the way you just said that. <laughs> No, it's just the basic fundamentals, right? And that's Mm -hmm. why we find ourselves in toxic situations too, Mm -hmm. because we believe that we're so hard to choose that we don't know how else to be loved than to like convince someone. Right. Like if, if someone loves us off the bat, that's really, really uncomfortable because we can't make sense of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not convincing them. I'm not fighting for them to love me. I'm not dragging them along with me. They must not really know me. They must not really know what they're choosing. This person must not be trustworthy. Or also my, my brain would also go like, what do they want? Yeah. Like what's their intention? Like they're showing all this love right now. And maybe it's even like a, like a really heavy, deep love. So it's like, well, what, what do they want? Like, mm-hmm. what's the intention here? Is it real? Or are they just, you know, and especially for women, I think we go down, is it just for sex? Yeah. Are they saying they love me? Or are they showing all this love just for sex? Mm-hmm. Um, so you have that too. Mm-hmm. It's the interesting world we live in. Your brain will try to make sense as mm-hmm. best it can. And it's dealing with the limited beliefs of like, I'm not enough otherwise right right such a painful place to be in and really chaotic mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I really struggled similarly with like I think that was my journey was um meeting someone who loved me like a really stable love and that was like my reaction to it was like this isn't going to work. I can't mm-hmm. trust him. How, how can I trust myself? Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized like, I'm actually not in control of any of it. Mm-hmm. Like I am my only like constant. Mm-hmm. So how can I focus on that and let the rest just fall and fall to place, you know, without right. me constantly trying to manage it. Right. Right. And I, I feel like the more we realize that, like, if we're going to control anything, it's controlling our, mm-hmm. our trying to at least um, manage or control um, our mindset. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all we have control over, really. Yeah. That's it. And then the more we can um, choose higher in within that mindset frame the more like it's just crazy how everything on the outside just starts to shift and there's just less drama less you're attracting less toxicity and all of that stuff so it is the magic is within Mm -hmm. back to the awareness that our mindset of our mindset and how it really does connect us to the magic that's within Mm -hmm. I was just recording a podcast earlier this morning um, with, he is like a business coach and his, his um, approach is called story branding. Mm -hmm. So anyways, what was he saying? He was saying that some people think that 
um, when we are intentional about things that we're taking away the magic. And he was like, no, you are the magician. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I really loved hearing him say that. You are. We are. Mm -hmm. We are the magicians. We are the magic that we see and feel in the world. Mm Mm-hmm or the lack thereof. I mean, like not to say that you aren't magic, but you're just not harnessing it. You're, you lack the awareness. Mm -hmm. You're in the autopilot of like sitting in traffic, going to work and answering emails, going Mm -hmm. home and cleaning and cooking Mm -hmm. and numbing out on Netflix and then going to bed. And you're and while you're doing all that, your brain is in five different other places while you're doing each one of those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's that it comes back to like that presence mm-hmm. of just this now moment, yeah, and the magic of this now moment of like everything else dissolving and just sitting into this now moment. Yeah, like life doesn't stop happening. We all mm-hmm. have to pay our bills, and that stuff isn't gonna go away. But what are we? Are we doing it intentionally? Mm-hmm. Are we spending our time creating the things that we actually want to create? Or are we just going through the motions without any real direction? Right. And are we going through the motions from that mindset of lack? Yeah. Or the mindset of abundance? Yeah. Like we can be doing the things, but if the energy behind it is lack, then you're just going to keep producing more yeah. lack. Yeah, I was there for my whole life until like probably even in the last six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just so limited in what I believed. Yeah. Was within my reach, impossible for me. Mm-hmm. And I remember like being a kid and believing in those things. Like, I think all of us do that. We have this childhood where we're told like you can be anything, you can do anything. But then once society expects something from you, right. it's like, well, you better just settle for what's in front of you because right. you just need to pay your bills and and you know, right. That, that's how that's how you become a productive member of society is you get a job and you put your head down and you just grind. Right. And it's we just lose it. Yeah. No. And our society has put all the pressure on like, you know, you're a successful person. If Mm -hmm. you are, have tons of money in your account and you're this, that, the other, it's usually revolving around money. Mm -hmm. And so what like huge shift that happened for me is like, I lived the life of, of money, of having it. And then going to the extreme opposite of like, my way of living, my career, my, my, just everything, just who I was just totally shifted. And then I found myself in a space of like, holy cow, I have the most love, the Mm -hmm. most, the best relationships, the best health, the best everything, except for now I'm feeling scarcity in my finances mm-hmm. like why mm-hmm. why 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 and so it was just like for me it's been a lesson of like well you, that's you know you hung on to that for so long and you hustled and you made it happen and you did it and you gave that more power than 
what you are. You mm-hmm. just gave it all your power. Mm-hmm. And so now like recently, like I'm talking recently within like the last six months to year, I've just been doing more of the work of like owning that power that like money is just an energy. Mm-hmm. It's just another energy, like my health, like my relationships, like my, all of it. It's all just energy and it's going to flow. It's going to come and it's going to go and it's going to come and it's going to go. And I'm looking at it as more of like of an abundance thing. Like it's, it's all around me. It's here, but I don't necessarily need it to mean anything. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not an unsuccessful person because I'm not flowing in it. Like I used to, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I am still a successful person because my, the things that are important, like my happiness and my health and my friendships and my family and my lifestyle is where I want it to be. The things that you can't buy are ultimately the things that make us the happiest. I mean, it's no lie that like having money might create like a little less stress and issue. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like having to pay for my car maintenance or like our lights in the kitchen for some reason, like the switch stopped working. I'm like, oh, and I have to hire an electrician to come and figure out what's going on with my lights. Right. Like if you have like endless amounts of money, like those things just don't matter. Like whatever. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's no, you know, weight on my back to have to deal with that. Like that, that is nice. And having money doesn't make you more lovable. It doesn't attract the relationships that you want doesn't mean that you're going to enjoy spending your money on the things that you're buying right or some people become so attached to the money that they have they just become so afraid of losing Losing. it that they Mm -hmm. stop living right right so I think about that a lot with like the work that I do and the work that you do where like there is a financial investment component to it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are surprised at how much money it costs. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just like, yeah, but how much money are you spending on things that aren't actually making you feel better? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot. A lot. Oh yeah. I mean, when I, when I look back six years ago, um, before I started investing in all the self-development healing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the amount of money that I was spending at happy hours and dinners and events, and I'm not going to say traveling because traveling is always, <laughs> <laughs> traveling will always be a priority, mm-hmm. but I did spend a shit ton of money on that as well. Um, like that didn't, I didn't blink an eye at any of those, like, and for the most part, at the dinners, at the happy hours, at the events, I was getting drunk and just hurting my body even more. Like I said, I suffered from major sinus infections and UTIs because of my um, because of my um, consumption of alcohol and shit ton of cortaditos, which is Cuban coffee. <laughs> and so I was just like depleting my body and it just... I wasn't showing up the way that I am now. And I didn't even know this kind of healthy person was possible. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, everybody around me has been getting sick. I've been around sick children. I've been around sick people all the time. And luckily, knock on wood, thank God, 
Thank you, baby Jesus. Like, I have not gotten whatever has been going around. Mm -hmm. And I know that a lot of it has to do with just knowing my body now, knowing what works for me, knowing what doesn't work for me, um, detoxing, Kangen water, shout out Kangen water. Mm -hmm. Um, Prioritizing sleep. Prioritizing all of it. Yes. Prioritizing my meditation. I mean, I have my whole routine now, like my morning routine of meditation, tea instead of coffee. Um, you know, just, yeah, but spending time in nature, mm-hmm. so important for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I lived by the beach and that was the whole reason I was in Miami. And I maybe got to the beach like twice every six months. Right. Yeah. Like I should have lived like out there every day. I should have made it mm-hmm. a habit to go at least once or twice a week and I was just so busy with everything else that I didn't even really soak up what I was there for Mm -hmm. um yeah now now I know like now I know what really fuels my soul and for me that's kids nature and donkeys traveling of course traveling and like anything that involves healing and growing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for sure like I think too for myself financially things have really been interesting my first year of like being responsible to generate my income and not just have a steady paycheck and Mm -hmm. for a while that was like really scary for me and now it's like I'm just fine and I know that money is coming and I'm showing up to receive it and mm-hmm. I'm so much more confident in my value as like a provider and you know like just stand mm-hmm. again like stepping into your power of like I'm mm-hmm. taken care of mm-hmm. and I'm I'm loved and I love myself no matter what like I think our brains like to like really catastrophize too like this time last year I was freaking out because I didn't know how I was gonna get paid we had like tripled our expenses moving to Oregon and now it's like I realized how far away we were from losing anything at that point but my brain wanted to tell me like I was living on the edge of right catastrophic loss right and and you're just not and but the more that you focus on like how do I not lose Mm -hmm. you lose sight of like what do I have to gain yes a hundred percent that's beautiful hundred percent yeah I mean I I'm in I've been in the same boat and it's so interesting because I'll be in moments where it's like, I have to keep repeating. Everything's working for me. Everything's Mm -hmm, working for me. mm -hmm. Everything's working for me. And I'm like, but God, like, really? Like, why do I have to keep going on this roller coaster? Mm -hmm. Like of, you know, I have a great month or a great couple months and then like nothing silence for a month or two or three. And then it's like, it's just this roller coaster. And it's like, I just have to keep coming back. And every time it's always like something has magically shown up, Mm -hmm. whether it's just money, just, just money just shows up. Mm -hmm. It really does. Mm -hmm. There's never been a time where 
I've gone broke or, I mean, I've gone down, I've been down to $72 in my bank account and like literally the next week had 1600. So like, and then grew from there, but it's like, you know, universe, God, source creator has always, always, always provided. And so when I get to those moments of like, oh, but why, like, why do I only have this much or why do I, it's like, there you go again, giving your power away to, Mm -hmm. to the scarcity, to Mm -hmm. the, to the money, to the whatever. And it's like, no, check yourself. And then I check myself and then I, you know, tap back into the gratitude, tap back into the magic of this present moment and everything I have right here, right now, my health, like I said, my health, my family, my friends, this life. And it's like, okay, you're good. Yeah. It's got, it's like, it's all around you. Yeah. It's always here. Mm-hmm. Well, trample all over it with those thoughts and mm-hmm. just sabotage everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause then you just go down this negative spiral and then like all the bad decisions you ever made in your past start to come up and you're like, yeah. Oh, is this, yeah. I did this. It's like, stop it. And it affects my relationships too. Like I recognize that when I'm in like a spiral about something, financially mm-hmm. like that's when Alex starts to get nervous he doesn't even know like what I but like he's picking up on my energy and my mm-hmm. friends are picking up on my energy and I'm going into you know work situations like feeling bad for myself and like right. it just affects everything it affect everything mm-hmm. versus just like recognizing that you're you're good you're fine yeah. all the time you're but, safe you're loved Tap back into that uh-huh. gratitude of like you're provided for, yeah. like always. Mm-hmm. It's all everything's always working for you, mm-hmm. even if like you do go. Co- and I've told myself that, like, but what if I go so broke and I'm homeless on the streets? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, then you go broke and you're homeless on the streets. Like, you'll figure it out. Yeah, so like <laughs> something's gonna happen. It's, it's not yeah. you're not. You know, and then it comes, it really comes down to like, what's your biggest fear? And for a long time, that was like it, like, oh my God, like, what if I go broke and I'm homeless? And then, because death has never really been a fear of mine. I'm just like, because some people are like, like, what if you you go broke and you starve? And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Then I die. Mm -hmm. Like, not a big deal. Um, But for me, yeah, it was the whole like, I'm homeless. And then I'm like, no, like. I am surrounded by people who love me. I will never be a homeless person. Yeah. So, and I'm, and I'm not addicted to anything. And I think that that's a big reason why people go homeless is Mm -hmm. because they have um, mental health issues and addiction issues Mm -hmm. and make really poor choices. So um, now that I've gone on a tangent. (laughs) um, No, but I think about that too. Like a lot of that doesn't just happen because of a, few bad months or this or that like Mm -hmm. a lot of times there are much greater things at play a hundred percent and right now I'm blessed enough to say that that is not my situation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so a little perspective totally definitely goes along and just like I said like tapping back into that presence 
And once you can tap into this now present moment, there's just, it's just unconditional love. Just, there's mm-hmm. just always unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Once you allow whatever might be coming up, like a guilt or a shame or a regret or that once you let all those things go and you tap into right now, it's just unconditional love. And then that's when you're like, okay, yes. I'm grateful for Mm -hmm. this safety feeling of love that I have inside of me. Mm -hmm. That is me that Mm -hmm. I keep forgetting about that. I keep like getting distracted from. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh, okay. Well, it's good again. I think that's it too. I talk a lot with my clients about like being grateful for what you have and still allowing yourself to want more. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think the more that I've slowed down and just increased my presence and like my presence with myself, just the more aware I am of how much I have to be grateful for. Like I find myself like saying goodnight to my house and saying like, thank you so much house. I love you. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for you. And like, that's a really new thing for me that just Mm -hmm. happened really organically. Like Mm -hmm. my brain is so quick to show me like, of course we love our house. We've only lived here for a year, but it shows me all the things of like, yeah, but it doesn't have a craft room or like, (laughs) (laughs) I can't host a dinner party with 15 people. Sometimes our brains really want to focus on all of that. And like, once you let all of that go, you're just so grateful Mm -hmm. that you have what you have. Mm -hmm. It's more than enough. It's plenty. It's plenty. Mm-hmm. it's it's plenty and then like you said I think you said earlier something broke mm-hmm. and and so it's like and when those things come up like yeah it's gonna be a trigger but at the same time just okay detach distraction you have a house to sleep in yes. that protects you mm-hmm. that you know and that is gonna get resolved mm-hmm. however it's gonna get resolved in whatever way or however long it's gonna take it's gonna get resolved mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah. Just, you know, to be grateful for. <laughs> I know. I, know. I get to do life here, you know, mm-hmm. and it's something that I honestly feel like I manifested in such a surprising way. Because mm-hmm. we didn't know we were moving to Portland. We didn't know all of this was happening. We thought when when Alex got his job offer, we're like, well, I guess we'll just rent because neither of us had ever even been here. So how do you buy a home in a place you've never even been? But I used to walk around the houses in Denver. I'd sold a house in 2020, but the housing market went crazy. It's even crazier out there than it was here, which is hard to imagine. Okay. And I would walk around just like looking at these tiny, tiny homes that were $650,000 that still needed a hundred grand of work. And just like, how am I ever going to get back into the housing market? But I really wanted to live like in a neighborhood like this, where there are little like main streets and local businesses and, you know, mm-hmm. like close to downtown. And I used to just walk around Denver being like, I wish I lived here mm-hmm. and I didn't end up living there, but I live here and it's like exactly what I wanted in a place. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know I existed that I didn't even know I could have. Mm-hmm. And I remember laying in bed right around that same time I was telling you about the butterfly that we found in our front yard Mm -hmm. I remember laying in bed and just being like I know that that there is more than this I know that we are not like 
where we're going to be for long. Right. I could just feel it in my body that change mm-hmm. was coming. Mm-hmm. And you just don't know what it is. But you can feel it. But you can but feel you got, it. You, you slowed yourself down mm-hmm. enough to feel it, mm-hmm. which is so important, which a lot of people don't do. If I hadn't, I think that the option to move would have just been really scary. It'd be like, why would we move? We're good. We, right. Our family's here. We have friends here. I have a job here. Right. He had just gotten a different job. I was like, I don't think that if I had given my time that myself that space, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have felt safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's so important to slow down. And we picked the card, slow down. Mm-hmm. Like you said, had you not slowed down and like tapped in, you would have been coming from like, no, busy. We got our busy lives. Like we don't have no time for that. Like, yeah. no. And you slow down. You're like, oh, what's, what do you got for me? Yeah. And like, you felt it coming and you were open to receive it. Mm-hmm. You told the universe, like, I feel the change. It feels scary, but I'm open. Mm-hmm. And then it just, okay, she's ready. Yeah, let's do it. It's so funny. I love it. Yeah. I think for me, it started with like, like my divorce and my previous marriage was super, super chaotic that like being present and aware then just like talk about safety. There was no safety for that. Mm -hmm. And then when I left that, there was just like so much adrenaline and go, 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 go. Right. But, um, I started taking like long weekends by myself. It was the first time I ever started like going camping for a weekend or going to an Airbnb mm-hmm. all by myself and just yeah. like no plans. I'm just going to get there and just follow my intuition to like mm-hmm. wherever I want to be, mm-hmm. you know, and then COVID hits and everyone slows down. I feel like that's a huge reason why our world changed so much. 100%. Because people had to get quiet. Like the noise just yeah, went away. And like it was also like brought up a lot of fear for people. People were mm-hmm. having to look at their own fear mm-hmm. around what is happening, especially like with death mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. So and time is precious. What am I doing with my time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when I went hermit. Yeah. And nature. Alone time in nature. Spent the first year of COVID mostly alone and in nature. I loved it. I know. I loved it. <laughs> Sometimes I sit there and I'm like, oh, can we have that back? I know. Can we go back? I know. I was yeah. telling Alex that too. Like it feels really selfish to say that because people were really struggling there. And there right. was a reason why, like <laughs> right. right. That was but like we had the best time just like just being us. We just got to be. So I have a question for you. Okay. At what point did you realize that like this was becoming a purpose for you? This was becoming something that you had to do more with than just for yourself. Um so in 2019, um I started doing, like, I hadn't traveled in a couple of years, and in 2019, I really felt like I needed to start traveling, because I felt like Miami was just, I had plateaued there, I had done everything, seen everything that I needed to, and 
I needed to find an, my next adventure. And so um, I went to, I went and saw friends in Portugal and Italy. And then I went and spent three months in Australia. And in Australia, I was able to reconnect to nature and family values. And that's something that I had been really disconnected from for like, I would say the most of the time that I was in Florida, which was a total of nine years. And so um, once I reconnected to the like nature and, and also children, also children, um, I was like, okay, it's time to get out of the hustle and bustle. Cause I knew that I had to, I couldn't just take time off and work on myself and be in nature and work with kids and live the lifestyle that I was living in Miami. Mm -hmm. So in 2018, that's when I was like, okay, it's time. I'm going to go home across the country back to Vancouver, Washington, um, live with my parents, moved in with my parents at when I was 40 and um, just restart start over again. Oh my gosh. At 40, like at how, 40. I feel like so many people think it's like too late to make a change and, mm -hmm. and like this whole like start over again mm -hmm. to me is like so funny because you don't really start over. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, because I have all of that experience yeah. and all of, all, all, just all of it. I'm just and it's progress, like it's a progression. Mm -hmm. Like it's a, I, um, but yeah, so I, I came out here, I totally changed my life. Um, but I knew that my purpose was just to know my soul and my, like who, who I really am, which now I just believe is this unconditionally loving light that's who we all really are yeah and when I can just really tap into that and I can help others see and feel that for themselves like that's yeah I knew so when I moved out here that's I knew that that was going to be my purpose I didn't know what it was going to look like I didn't know how I was going to create it but here we are mm -hmm. and I've 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 been living it, I'm doing it, and I'm loving it, and yeah, I wouldn't change anything. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't change anything, and it's funny, though, that we're doing this today because, you know, I, I had this vision of, okay, I'm going to become a coach and a healer, and then, then it was an energy healer, and I did that, and then I was going to get the office, and I'm going to have the clients, mm -hmm. and I'm going to, and it's like I did and got all those things, but then I'm also seeing like, I'm so not attached to any of them. And I just keep getting directed to this like next, like, oh, now I'm, you know, cupping and massaging people. And that's one of my offerings. And, you know, it, all, all of it is around wellness. All of it uh -huh. is around like holistic healing and health. And it's, but it's just funny how when you think, like when you have the office and you have the certifications, like it, that's going to be, that's the it thing. And that's going to blow up. And it's like, 
No, there's so much more coming your way. Oh, I think you have no sure. idea. You can't limit yourself to that idea. Like mm-hmm. you don't even know what your opportunities are going to be. You don't even know what's going to light you up. Yeah. And it's always changing. Yeah. It's always changing. It and just, so and just that acceptance and allowance of change has mm-hmm. truly like brought so much peace. Like if that resistance just creates yes. the chaos. Yeah, that's exactly it. The resistance creates the chaos. And when you can just accept and allow the flow of where things are going, there's just comes with peace. Yeah, so true. And I think about that, like in the times when I was no longer aligned in the situation that I was, like that's when I became a version of myself that I just don't like yeah like I think back to that and I'm like oh I just stayed there for too long because I became just this bitter human being mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I'm honestly not very proud of right um, but also because I had like cornered myself right. into such a limited perspective of what was possible for me right right yeah and we, we do that. Mm-hmm. We do that. And, and the, it becomes habitual. It just becomes the norm. Mm-hmm. That's what people think is, this is just the norm. We're all just miserable. Like, yeah, just being, being a human being just means that but, yeah. you struggle. You struggle. You're miserable. Like, this is just the way it is. Mm-hmm. No, it's the way it is for you right now because of the choices you're making. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because the way you're thinking about things. Mm -hmm. Because of your mindset and the choices that you're making, this is what you're creating, but it doesn't have to be this way. Mm -hmm. And honestly, for a lot of people too, like just the mindset shift Mm -hmm. can make all of the difference without even changing your environment much. But Mm -hmm. I feel like then the rest kind of starts to open up, but it's amazing Mm -hmm. to me how not much has to change beyond how you think about something for it to feel better. Right. Totally. Totally. And then that's too where like the energy aspect comes in. I mean, yes, you have the mindset and you change the energy around it. Usually the outside circumstances are also going to change. Yeah. Um, but there's just so much healing and, and, um, I don't think I really understood what that meant, like healing. Mm-hmm. And now I'm realizing more and more how it's like not reacting to your wounding. And your wounding are, it's, like, it's just all of those beliefs. Like I'm not loved. I'm mm-hmm. not smart enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Like the healing is realizing in what ways you're responding from that place and mm-hmm. choosing something different. Yeah. Yeah, it's that it's that moment when you're living that normal toxic lifestyle, mm-hmm. but that moment that you just stop and you're like, wait, I can make a different choice. Mm-hmm. This is my healing. Because mm-hmm. I stopped, I paused, I became aware, I became present, and now I'm choosing differently. Yeah, and then when you take that action, you reinforce that new belief of like, I'm worth more than this. Like, I don't have to struggle. I am love. I am light. Like Mm -hmm. every time you take an action from that place, the more Mm -hmm. you reinforce that belief. Yeah. 
So it just gets stronger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just like working out, Mm -hmm. you know, our mindset it's, it's needs to strengthen just like our bodies do at a gym. Like we need to keep working and, and also building that it's a habit thing. The more we do it, the more it becomes a habit, but the more we say, I'm, I'm lacking or I'm, you know, all the negative things, then that's just going to become the norm and the habit and the lifestyle we live. But the more we can just stop, oh yeah, I'm aware that right now I would normally be shitting my pants because there's not enough money in my account. I'm just going to stop and I'm going to give myself or not even give myself because it's already here. I'm just going to tap into that I am so safe and provided for and loved and everything's working out for me. Mm -hmm. And let's just allow it to unfold. Yeah. I'm open to see how I'm open to receive. And yeah. And then that's where the healing and the change happens. It's so interesting because with my clients lately, I've been doing this thing where they go on like a complaining cleanse. Mm. especially if they're in like high conflict relationships Mm. or you know just relationships that they're struggling in I'm like okay we're not complaining about them anymore so when someone asks how are things going with so-and-so or even like dating yeah how is it going it's going great thank you or it's getting better yeah every day yes And then you just stop the conversation there. Because number one, how much time do we spend just like shit talking everything with the people around us? And we just reinforce all of that over and over again. It takes a lot of our energy and it creates more of the feeling that we don't like talking about what we don't like. 100%. And it just creates more of it for us. The more what you talk about is what you get. Right. Right. Words are powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, and and that's why they say too. Um, what's an example of like, don't say what you don't want, say what you want. Yeah. So like, don't say, I don't want to be broke. Say, I want to be wealthy. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, or like, don't say I, as, as far as relationships go, um, I don't want to feel unloved. Just be like, I'm so effing lovable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to fight less I want to have more fun I have so much peace in this relationship there's so much peace in this relationship I feel I feel connected connection harmony like Mm -hmm. yeah instead of focusing on the things you don't want Mm -hmm. focus on the things that you are creating that you Mm -hmm. are calling in Mm -hmm. definitely yeah that just makes me think of the last relationship that I was in and how I, you know, called that in and I had no idea a relationship could be just so peaceful and harmonized and smooth and loving Mm -hmm. and free and Mm -hmm. like just, yeah, not toxic whatsoever. I was just used to like different toxicity showing up here and there, but I really do think it, the fact that both of us have done a lot of work and um, neither of us were 
like neither of us really bought the people pleasing. We were very just upfront about like what we wanted and what we didn't want. Mm -hmm. And we're able to communicate that. And so, um, yeah, I'm calling in another relationship like that one. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the other thing I'm learning is like, we spend a lot of time talking about like how to manifest the relationships that we want, Mm -hmm. but I think like we can manifest relationships that we don't yet have, but I also Mm -hmm. think that we, we can become leaders in the relationships that we do have. Mm -hmm. And when we start managing our nervous system and our thoughts, and we start creating safety within ourselves, Mm -hmm we're demonstrating that for the person with us and they pick up on our safety. They pick up on our positivity. They pick up on our availability Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they just come along with you. It starts with you. Uh It all starts with you. Yeah. For so, so, so long, I was always focused on how do I change my partner? Mm -hmm. How do I make him do this? How Mm -hmm. do I get him to say the things I want him to do? How do I get him to stop doing this? Right. And it was always about me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Honestly, with that person, it was that I was choosing to be in the relationship. Like right. that was enough of my participation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like none of us are asking to be treated badly, but sometimes it's just your choice to even be there in the first place. Right. Um, but then, yeah, like we yeah. set the bar, we set the standard mm-hmm. based on how we treat ourselves, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what we allow to happen in our environment. 100%. And it just goes from there. Yeah. And I mean, that I would say that that was a huge part of my healing and um, uh, beginning of my self love journey was that taking responsibility for everything, mm-hmm. like a hundred percent, not like 50 50. Like, no, taking responsibility just for everything in my life at that point, Mm -hmm. my relationships, my health, my finances, everything. And when you can take like 110%, let's say responsibility for it, then there's that aspect of, oh shit, now it's like the guilt Mm. or the shame Mm -hmm. or the whatever starts to come up. And it's like, okay, so instead of placing all of that guilt and or all of that um, responsibility on the other or the outside, you know, you're having to take it in and now you're having to like heal that within you. Mm-hmm. Look at that, see that, feel through that, heal that. And, um, and so for me, another big thing was like the forgiveness aspect, you know, because I thought, Oh, I have to, you know, it's hard for me to, um, forgive that person for whatever they did or that situation. Um, but then what was even harder after I took full responsibility was forgiving myself. Oh, a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Like you, I allowed myself to be in that situation, to take mm-hmm. that on to, mm-hmm. um, and so, so yeah, the forgiveness part is also huge. Um, because if I was still holding on to those things, there's, I would not have this connection with my self-love that I have now. Yeah. Like there's nobody out there that I feel 
um, I need to forgive. There's, I don't, I feel like I've done all the forgiveness on myself. Um, I just, I don't know. I like, even with daddy issues, like I sought out after my biological dad after 34 years mm. that I, you know, met a couple of times when I was a child, but didn't really have any memories of. And so there was abandonment, rejection stuff there that, um, I got to clear up with him. So like, I have seriously been in it for like six years at least and just doing all the things that um, bring more connection with with myself with which in turn brings more connection to the outer world as well well and the more that you can accept yourself Mm -hmm. and forgive yourself that's how you give that to other people yes you don't, you can't just freely give it to other people when you haven't done it to yourself, because you're going to continue to judge the people around you in the same way that you judge yourself. hundred mm-hmm. percent. They are the same. They are the same. We are the same. And then we can, we could start a whole new conversation on one day. Yeah. Right. And all of that good stuff. Yeah. Cause we are, we like, we're all so connected and we are all going through this journey called life, mm-hmm. the highs and the lows. And it doesn't look the same, but it feels the same. It really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's helped me so much with like being in the partnership that I'm in now mm-hmm. where we don't have like hardly any conflict. I'm not saying we have a perfect relationship because that's impossible right. and we definitely get on each other's nerves and there are things that we're working on. Yeah. We don't fight yeah like the toxic fighting like we all know what a toxic fight there's a disagreeing yeah sure that's gonna happen like we're human but the toxic like yelling or or calling each other names or getting physical by all means like no yeah we don't fight he'll say things that I'm like and I'm sure I do the same for him but you know from my perspective he'll say things where I'll be like wow, that really would have sent me in a spin out, Mm. you know, two years ago. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just like, okay, like that's your stuff. Mm -hmm. You've got some stuff going on that I'm somehow showing to you right now. Mm -hmm. Or like, I also recognize that he's, he and I are in different planes and different areas of our life where I've done some work over here and maybe he hasn't. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I can see that you're still in that place. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you just be there. Right, right, right. <laughs> and he does the same for me, mm-hmm. you know, when it's his turn. And I think that's the other thing of like taking leadership in your relationship is right. that comes in like cycles. Like we take turns yes. leading yeah. each other. Yes. Because there's going to be times where, especially for women in times of month where we mm-hmm. are more emotional, more sensitive, more this, and we can get into our little pity parties yeah and then there's times where you know I think that men might have their time I, they too. do I feel like they do. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like oh I, I I see that uh-huh. I'm gonna go ahead and just give you some space yeah and I used to take responsibility for that I used to be like oh you're not feeling good it's m- I must have done something wrong or mm-hmm. I need to try to make you feel better mm-hmm. or your discomfort is making me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And now I like so much, I'm so much more aware of like where I end and he begins. And I think that there, that's 
that is like boundaries you know that's like the phd of boundaries Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) is is emotionally recognizing yes that when you're not responsible for someone else's like emotional experience Mm -hmm. it's really liberating a hundred percent yeah because and it comes back down to like just not reacting Mm -hmm. coming back to yourself just the awareness and like I get to make a different choice I normally would have made this erotic choice Mm -hmm. and now I'm just going to make this calmer more peaceful choice yeah usually the choice is just like to allow yeah 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 just allow it Mm -hmm. just be with it let it see itself through Mm -hmm. go through its course Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. see on the other side But, you know, I think that had you been caught in the lifestyle that you had before, like the hectic, Mm -hmm. stressful, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people find themselves in those lifestyles right now. Mm -hmm. For sure. You're going to be so much more reactive. reactive. It's going to, that's the norm for you to just react. Yeah. So it's like, fine, like just realizing that and... Um, so which is makes it all come back to like taking that time whether it's meditation or just five minutes to yourself of just quiet Mm -hmm. um, breathing meditation like that's the number one thing I'm always telling people I work with it's like if you get anything out of spending time with me please make it that you're going to start giving yourself at least five ten minutes a day Mm -hmm. whether that's just breathing standing in front of the mirror, meditating, uh, doing something you can just love and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but taking that time for yourself, slowing down and taking that time for yourself. What do people come to you for? Like what, what kinds of things do they usually bring? Oh, it's all over the place. Um, sometimes it's like physical health stuff because I'm, I work with energy. So sometimes it'll be physical health stuff. Um, I'm a conscious parenting coach. So I've had worked with a couple moms in the past that it was just about like the relationship with their kids. Mm-hmm. So they're the ones that are like shocked that it's like, what do you mean? It's not about my kids. What do you <laughs> mean? I'm like, well, it's about your kid, like your inner child. Yeah, right. <laughs> but no, it's not about your child that you birth. It's, it's about you working on your inner child and mm-hmm. you, healing those aspects so that those things aren't projected and triggered projected onto your child and then your child isn't triggering those things yeah so that the projection comes back around so anyway so yeah I mean it's it's you know sometimes it'll be um you know coaching with um uh just spiritual consulting like some people are just I just feel different. I'm starting to see things different. I, I think that I'm more interested in spirituality and myself instead of religion or mm-hmm. this life or, you know, people come to me, my life's effing falling apart. You know, like what's going on? I don't want to see a therapist, but I do need somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm here. Hi. <laughs> um, but it's, it's just all over the place. You know, it's just, if, and that's where I put it out there like if you're called to me then it's just meant to be it's just one of those relationships that's meant to be you don't like overthink it you're I'm just not, like, yeah just 
but I'm not trying to like put myself out there because I know that especially the energy work isn't for everyone and not everyone is ready for it but those that are when they come it's like they found me through just this happened and this happened and it's like and now I know I'm here and I'm ready yeah so that's like really what I'm calling into and what I want to attract are the people that just know they're ready for it Mm -hmm. and know that like that's their next level how do you think someone knows they're ready for it like if someone's curious what maybe should they pay attention to just open and willing to receive the unknown open and willing to receive the unknown yeah um because sometimes people will struggle with like their religious beliefs Mm -hmm. or like this is this is what I've been programmed to believe and this is just really out there for me okay, then that's, I respect that. And that maybe that's just, you know, you're just not ready for this then. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And I, you know, I acknowledge you for, for being open to looking at it. um, And, but if you're not willing to be open to receive it, then that's fine too. Yeah. Yeah. I always feel so interesting when the religion merges Mm -hmm. with the spirituality, like, that's always fascinating to me when religious people are also spiritual. Right. Right. And for a long time, I didn't really know the difference. Well, it's funny because there's so much spirituality uh-huh. inside of religion. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and yet when I start to talk to super religious people, it, they do, they make it separate. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, spirituality is not part of my religion but I'm like but it is because it's all about love Mm -hmm. and for me what spirituality is it's about just inner self-love yeah and so um and there's different tools that we could talk about and different elements and dimensions we can talk about and stuff but really it's just that self-love that's what real spiritual and it's there's different ways to go about connecting yourself to that inner self-love it's not Mm -hmm. about needing to worship anything from the outside or it's that inner self-love yeah and so and I'm like and you do that in your religion and you you naturally have that through God and through source it's just that you've put this specific person or diet deity on a pedestal and I don't do that Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. the only difference Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot less rules. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no yeah. rules over here. Yeah, yeah. The other thing about spirituality that I have found really interesting and to me liberating is like there's a lot less right and wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just like where is the love? Mm-hmm. Seek the love Seek and the love. recognize when you're in fear because that's not when fear and love don't like coexist really. Mm-hmm. You know, like right doesn't mean that you can't feel afraid and 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 feel love but when we're responding to fear Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's when that that's like an an inclination that like it's not rooted in love right you know and I think that's the other thing I experience um coming from like more of a religious background was how fear-based a lot of things were and so I think that's why spirituality has been more refreshing for me because I've always felt very connected to like a higher power I've always Mm -hmm. felt like there's something that has my back Mm -hmm. that you know 
is greater than me and right. now like I recognize it more as like the oneness of us together as people mm-hmm. and with the earth and the universe um and just all of that yeah so you just feel like the oneness and so that's like when I would you know tell people like that are of whatever religion and let's just say they believe in God and I would be like but do you know like you are God and then they would oh my God yeah, no how could you say that yeah. and I'm like okay okay so this is where I have a different take on it uh-huh. like God is in all of us yeah. it's in every God is in everything source creator God, whatever you want to call the energy of it but I just don't believe that there's this one being that is above everybody Mm -hmm. and that you, you know, I believe that it's, it's all connectedness in that oneness. Yeah. And I think that's what you're saying when you're saying like, you are love, like you are on the unconditional love. God is love and you are love. Mm -hmm. Um, and like that also was like really liberating to me because for so long I was told that like I'm broken and that, oh, that gave me chills. Like, God fixes me. And now I'm like, no, like yeah. I'm, I'm already whole. Yes. I'm already, you know, like we're told we're, we're made perfect by God, but we're broken without him. And I'm like, no, right. we're not separate. Mm-hmm. Preach sister, preach. <laughs> like I just feel it, you yeah. know? And yeah. So anyways, that's, it's so fun to talk about just that progression of things. But I think like mm-hmm. having grown up experiencing spirituality in a religious sense, like, mm-hmm made my spiritual awakening just happen so much faster mm-hmm. because I was already tapped in mm-hmm. to like that knowing right right knowing like like of the oneness mm-hmm. then then yeah and the love and the love everything's always been I think that's why I've always been like a service minded like person because it's always just been about how can I give and give and give love but Mm -hmm. very rarely was it focused also on like how can I love myself Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. was like one of the missing pieces but I was Mm -hmm. always always focused on how can I be a light in this world how can I make a difference how can I love people and places and right so well okay will you tell us quickly how people can find you um well I have a website mydivinewarrior.com you can also find me on Instagram or Facebook my divine warrior um yeah I think that's it okay and then if people can follow you there they can see your services there they can message you if they have any questions 100% absolutely all right any parting words any last thoughts um Actually, when I'm with you, I think this came up last time, um, which is just spread the love and the love can be spread in the physical form by a simple smile. Yeah. So just go out there and smile at somebody today. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it does feel so good. Just go smile at somebody today. They'll feel better and so will you. Yep. hundred percent. That's the Okay, guys, that was it. I would love to hear your key takeaways. Please message me on Instagram at Cassie Zeeb Coaching or at the podcast, the Happy Hearts Project Instagram account. 
uh, let me know what your takeaways are. And as promised, here is some little bonus material about some synchronicities and ways that I um, built trust for myself in getting engaged to my my fiance after a really terrible experience in relationships and marriage previously in life. Um, I really was looking for comfort and reassurance that I could trust myself to make a good decision. So here's a couple extra bonus minutes if you're interested in that. Otherwise, I'll see you guys next time. Have a great day. When Alex and I were getting engaged, butterflies were like my sign. It's yes. a great sign for me personally. It's like a sign of transformation and freedom. Mm-hmm. Transfer like anytime I see a butterfly, it's like oh, transformation and freedom. <laughs> you know what's really interesting? Actually, you'll like the story. So when I knew that Alex was gonna propose, um, but I was like, okay, butterflies are like kind of my sign. I had a few things. I had a necklace that I had bought that had a little heart gem on it mm-hmm. and um it's supposed to be like once when it breaks because it's on a string like once a string breaks it would mean that you had found true love or something Aww. but when we were driving up to steamboat where we got engaged my breath my necklace broke no way yeah and then watching the videos of us getting engaged there's a butterfly flying in between us and then right before it was in november because we were still in Denver and we didn't know he was going to get this job with Nike. I didn't even know he had applied for this job. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know Nike was in Oregon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't you just love all the unknowns? <laughs> yeah. And it, I remember it was November and I found this like dying butterfly in our front yard. Mm-hmm. Like he had like a broken wing and but he was still alive. And I just like picked him up gently and put him in one of my flower pots and mm-hmm. he died there. And I told Alex, like, I'm not really sure what to think about that. Like butterflies have been a really, uh, like powerful sign for me in the last six months. And now there's a dead one in front of our house. And two weeks later, we found out that we were moving to Portland. Wow. And so I, I wonder if that was just like a, okay, this season is over. Full cycle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like it's starting a new transformation uh-huh. and then everything comes to an end uh-huh. and it starts over again. Yeah. So fascinating. It's like that. That's why I like the infinity sign. It's ever changing. Like you think it's the end, then it's just no, not. It's never yeah, the it's end. the end and the beginning, the end and the mm-hmm. beginning, the end and the beginning. Mm-hmm.